All right, welcome to Introvert This. I'm your host, Hudson, wanting to remind you that we are the true silent majority in this country. All right, well, in my last episode, Change Versus Growth, I asked if your goals for the coming year were a little extreme and maybe even geared toward trying to become another person instead of the beautiful introvert you are. Um, extroverts can be pretty tricky, and sometimes they like to tell us to be more like them when their insecurities start to surface. Now, before we get into all that, right, let me remind you that you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Player FM, and many other Captivate FM affiliate platforms. And I also have a fledgling Facebook page at Introvert This. Please follow me there. I'm an introvert, so I may not talk much, but I want to know you're there, okay? All right, so anyway, when I was putting this episode together, I came across a very interesting article on the website EliteDaily.com. This article is from December of 2018, but when you do a Google search of New Year's resolutions uh, for introverts, this three-year-old article is among the listings on the front page, okay? Now, this particular article caught my eye because it's a trap. This article is a trap. It claims to have resolutions that are good for introverts, but after reading them, I started to wonder if this person, you know, really loved themselves. I mean, this is where, now this is where I need to stress to you that I am not a medical or psychological expert. I don't profess to have the answers, and I in no way can diagnose this person or anyone else for that matter. It's, it's my non-expert opinion, though, non-expert opinion, that if the author of this article truly loved themselves, in this article wouldn't have been written. Now, I'll share this article on my Facebook page, okay? So, so if you wanna read the entire article for yourself, just go to Introvert This on Facebook and I'll, I'll have it posted there. But right now, let's break down these resolutions, all right? Now, there were five in the article. And let me tell you right now that number five will absolutely shock you. If you're anything like me, that fifth one is going to shock you. Okay, but let's start in order. Resolution number one, put down your phone. Now, basically the author says here that introverts tend to hide behind their phones in awkward social situations. And she goes on to, to name drop someone who's a life coach and certified counselor, and, and they say, and I quote the article on this, resolve to put your phone down more often and mindfully enjoy the world around you. If you listened to my last episode, you'll recall that I told you to beware of these experts who pass out this very general advice that is supposed to work for a general population. Here's my perspective on this first resolution. We are in our phones because the world around us at the moment either fills us with anxiety or it's just not our scene, right? The author seems to be assuming 
that there's a fear factor associated with having the phone up. Introvert and fear are not the same things. How about instead of putting the phone down, we resolve to exit a situation where we feel a need to have the phone up. No one can force us to stay or go in the first place. Now, this is not true in all cases. Sometimes we are bamboozled into going somewhere, but a lot of times we're, we're guilt tripped into going because we, we, we may say no a lot. Let's resolve to try to wash away that guilt. Let's tell our friends, our family, that, that we are not the, the go out to the club type of friend. Now, just because we're introverts, it does not mean we want to miss the big moments in our loved one's lives. If there's a wedding or a baby shower, we want to be there. My fear is that trying to follow this resolution of putting your phone down may actually discourage us from going to places that we really did want to go. So again, my take on this, work on washing away the guilt of saying, no, I don't want to go, but you have fun. Let's normalize telling people that going out and being in large social groups is not fun for me. Res relationships do have compromise. So I'm not saying just say no all the time, but, but any friend of mine should know that if I go to a party in January, don't expect me out for three or four months, okay? That's an extreme case, right? You know, uh, maybe that's too extreme for me. Let me say at least probably three or four weeks, you know, more, more a month and a half if it was a big party, all right? So anyway, let's move on. Resolution number two, all right? Speak up more when you want to. Wow, wow, okay. A cookie for any introvert that hasn't heard that one before. We should talk more, we should speak up more. Again, their expert, the life coach, that they're interviewing using a, a, a they're, they're, this life coach is again using a common extrovert tactic. Basically, he is saying to overcome your introvert ways by being an extrovert. Again, the article assumes that we are not speaking because we are scared to. And they are using everyday fears that are shared by introverts and extroverts alike. They mention talking to that crush or, or standing up to your mom to illustrate fear. But again, introvert and fear are not the same thing, right? Just as many introverts get up the nerve to talk to their crush as extroverts. Just as many introverts stand up to their mothers as extroverts. Being an, being an introvert is not about fear, okay? So instead of just saying that we should just talk more, how about instead we work on perfecting the ways that we do communicate? So for me, I am big on email when it comes to my professional life. But my emails tend to be a little long-winded. So if I were to make a resolution concerning my communication, I may start by trying to get my emails more concise, um, include bullet points where I can, you know, etc. But what extroverts miss, and it's clear that their expert life coach is probably an extrovert, is that most communication is nonverbal. 
There's a lot of back and forth on just how much, but it seems that 99% of the scientific community that studies this type of thing would agree that by far, nonverbal communication trumps verbal communication any day of the week. So for me personally, I would work on improving on the ways that I do communicate. If I feel like communication is an issue, uh, you know, uh, and if there's a particular person like a significant other who is having trouble understanding you, then I would resolve to find a way to help them understand my communication style, right? Um, now, let's move on. Resolution number three. Learn to socialize without alcohol if you tend to use it as a crutch. Okay, how do I even begin to unpack this one? So let me start by saying that when I drink at a social gathering, it's because I don't want to be there. <laughs> okay, not because I have anxiety or fear. You know, here's something that many folks would probably not understand. I can have a giant party at my house and be perfectly fine. Why? Because I, I could come and go as I please. And you know, when I feel drained, I can simply go to my room or any other I designated as off limits to the party crowd, right? I mean, think about how many movies you have seen where this rich person has this big party at his mansion, but no one has seen this rich person the entire part, all right? I would be that rich person. If I had the money to hire someone to clean up afterwards, I'd have every party at my house. I mean, that's what people, extroverts, extroverts especially, refuse to understand. You know, here to me is an example of extroverts expressing their own insecurities and putting it off on us. They got a new expert for this one, right? A sober coach, but there, but there isn't a thought in this coach's mind that we just don't want to interact. If anything, maybe alcohol helps us to tolerate you, but an but an introvert can't stand to think that that we just don't. But but wait, sorry, but an extrovert just can't stand to think that we just don't want to talk. Right, So they make up this narrative that we're just too scared to talk to them. Then they convince us to overcome that fear that they created so that they can feel better about themselves. Are y'all beginning to see how this all works? So what I would do instead, I think I would do something similar to my response from the first resolution. I would try to stay away from situations where I feel I need alcohol to get through it. Maybe if they weren't trying to get me to put down the phone, I wouldn't be reaching for a drink. So <laughs> let's take this one back to the beginning and normalize saying, no, I don't want to do that. Save your energy for those obligations that you would regret not going to like a, like a good friend's wedding. All right, let's go to resolution number four. Start setting intentions. Now, this one comes from a third health coach, right? And, and peep this title, y'all. This, this one is a behavior change specialist. 
Now remember what I've said in the last episode about change versus growth. This expert says, and this is another quote from the article, right? Write down several affirmations that allow you to say to yourself that it, that it is okay to be seen and heard. Now, I'm perfectly fine with being seen and heard. You know, my personal anxieties come from feeling like I won't be understood. And I, and I also figure that if I'm seen and heard, then more people may want to interact with me, which strains my battery, and I only have so much energy to interact with people because, <laughs> well, y'all are like vampires, you know, energy vampires. I don't argue with affirmations. Heck, I, I need to find some that speak to me and, and start using them, but not the type that this expert is claiming we need. So what would I do instead? Well, if self-confidence is an issue for you, and to be clear, introvert and low self-confidence are not one and the same, but if self-confidence is an issue for you, then affirmations expressing that you are a beautiful human being sounds like something you should use instead. If you have feelings that you want to hide from the world out of, out of some sort of fear, then that to me is not being an introvert. That's something I would suggest you seek out a medical or psychological expert yourself. You know, get off of Google unless it's to find a specialist nearby. I am not saying you are crazy. I'm not qualified to make that diagnosis. And you don't have to be crazy to seek out some help. But if you feel like you need or have to hide from the world, that doesn't sound like introvert to me. I hide because I want to be left alone to recharge my battery. Okay? So, here you go. At the beginning of this, I told you that there were five resolutions. And I also told you that the fifth one would be a shock to you. Are you ready? Here it is. Resolution number five, embrace your introversion. <laughs> yep, y'all, you heard me right. It's almost as if the author wrote the first four resolutions, waited a week, <laughs> didn't, didn't reread what she had already written, and then put down this one, right? After four resolutions, basically telling us that we need to change, the fifth one says, be yourself. <laughs> and this resolution appears to be inspired by an author who wrote a book regarding introverts. So what would I do here? Well, this is the one resolution that I have no issues with. And this section talks about focusing on strengths and genuinely accepting yourself. This resolution is a home run. So here's what I want you to get from this. The first three experts that inspired the first four resolutions were all folks who seemed to have no specific experience with introverts. If they did, I assume the article would have said that since the article was about introverts. So take notice that the one person who seems to have any knowledge of introverts wrote an entire book about it they said to embrace yourself. 
This is the problem when extroverts define what is wrong with introverts, especially when these so-called problems that exist happen to coincide with the extroverts' insecurities. So the next time someone asks you, why are you so quiet? I want you to ask yourself, is my quietness, is my quietness a problem for me or is it a problem for them? Because most likely it's a problem for them. And why should you be held responsible to solve their problem? <sighs> wow, folks. <laughs> this article, this article was eye-opening. And as I said earlier, you, you, you can check out the article, the entire article, by going to my Facebook page at Introvert This. Check out the full article and let me know what you think. As for me, it is time to recharge my battery because I realize that spreading the word to all introverts out there, if there's nothing wrong with us, we'll take some time. <laughs> if this is how people view us, you know, this is how we view ourselves. So for now, I'm gonna go take a nap. And I'm gonna say thank you for listening to Introvert This. I'm your host Hudson, and remember, we are the true silent majority. Signing off.